Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. I'm Jim Reamer, joined with Zach Tyler. Zach, how's your how yeah. was your week, my man? Uh, don't we just you just hit a rec- playback on this one, right? Where I where it's just soccer and snow and <laughs> soccer, snow, rinse, repeat. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Um, some good games this week for me, actually. Well, you got you got a chance couple. to see more games this week. That's good. Yeah, I, I got three this week, so that's good. Um, yeah, I've had kind of a rough week, but I'm not, I won't get into too many details, but, um, just had a family situation and it's kind of, it's not really thrown me for a loop. I'm still able to get stuff done in time to get the games, but it's not left me much time to between other work and, and dealing with that. It's not left me. I sort of slacked on the, the game previews. Like I literally have forgotten to do them and just my mind's kind of elsewhere, but I'm, slowly getting back in the groove and obviously we've carved out time to do this, which I think we always, we, we both enjoy this stuff. So, Definitely. so we'll get back into it and, and have a normal week. Yeah. I, and it didn't keep me from getting the games, but I was like, I was literally getting the games this week, just right when they were jumping, <laughs> jumping or singing the anthem. Um, but uh, anyway, we uh, we're going to talk a little bit right about, we're going to list at least one kid from each class, each position, senior, senior from each position who's unrecruited. And then maybe have a little discussion about each of them. We won't get too deep into it because I'm going to also throw in a kid from down South. So I'll end up listing up two. Um, then we'll, we'll chat a little bit about each of them and quickly, and then move on to the next position. And then we'll, that'll be it. But right now we're going to get a recruiting update from Zach. Yeah, we had four offers this week that we we came across and one commit uh, that was last Sunday, actually, after we recorded. Uh, the four offers we had, we had Keon Thompson got another offer. Um, he's at the prep school in Florida. He's from Maryville, Indiana. He got a Western Michigan offer. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. Uh, Davion Turner from Tech got a LeMoyne College offer. That he's joining Reggie Bass with an offer from them his teammate um, Adonis house has been kind of busy here from Liberty Christian. He got a defiance offer. That's a D three. And then Ashton Johnson from Fort Wayne Southside got an IU East offer. That's an NAIA. Our commitment this week was Brady Ruggles from Danville. He committed to air force. Nice. He, he's an, he's an underrated kid. I, you know, and I, and I say that, I mean, I didn't even really see much of him until, until late in the spring last year, even right before June. And then watched him a couple times in June, and he was was really good. You know, and Danville somehow just manages to keep clicking along, producing kids. And obviously, that's a testament to Brian Barber and the the job that he does with their, um, you know, with their feeder system. But um, he's super athletic, so he'll go. I'll be curious to see if he actually is going to Air Force or if he's going into their prep school for a year. Um, They don't put kids in their prep school though that they. That's not something that they do it just to try it out. That's something they do to get them acclimated to 
Air Force life and let them try it out. It seems like, um, but obviously, you know, Hyde Breeder from Floyd Central is having a good year as just a pure freshman. So he did not go the prep school route, but sometimes when they do the prep school thing, they, it's really about them trying out the Air Force. Right. Because that's, I mean, that ends up being a major commitment. So beyond college. And, you know, I'm too big of a coward to even consider something like that, <laughs> especially at that age. But, right. Oh, no doubt. Um, good for him. And, you know, you, you really set your life up well when you go through the mil- when you go through one of the academies. Uh, it, it definitely it means you're a good student, for one. And, you know, there's certain career paths where that's that's you're really just printing your ticket. On your own, I mean, it comes with some hard work and it comes with some risk, but um you get through there and the, and the risk is not as great as it you know probably could be sometimes but you know it's definitely some a little bit of risk so um any uh any anything stand out on those offers i mean have you adonis house is interesting because he's he's a pretty large kid and and i I'm surprised he's not gotten bigger offers, but I, again, I need to see Liberty Christian play. Not really seen them. I know he's putting up really good numbers though. I'm, I'm assuming you haven't had a chance to see them play. Nope. Nope. I have not. Uh, Ashton Johnson's about the only one on the list that I have seen play live uh, this Tell year. Us a little bit about him. Uh, I mean, I know that I know who he is. I just, right, I've not right. seen South play. Uh, really solid on the ball. Uh, I don't want to say he's kind of stocky, but just a good build for a guard. He's tough. He can take contact. He can score at the rim. He can shoot outside a little bit. Has a really nice pull-up jumper. Uh, plays really good defense, too. I mean, I think that's a really good offer for him, IU East. Yeah, that look, we've, we've often talked how good the NAI schools are in this state. IU East is right there with them. They've, they're not in the Crossroads League, but they are, they've been good the last few years, and and that's a good solid offer. That's a good solid co- – or he just got the offer right. He hasn't committed yet. Right, right. All right, Zach, we're going to – let's talk about some guys at each position, the senior class that are uncommitted. Let's let's, let's each throw out a name. I'm, I'm going to throw out two names because I'm going to pull one from central Indiana and I'm going to pull one from southern Indiana and you're going to pull one from northern Indiana. So let's start with the point guards and go ahead and throw your guy out there. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Travis Grayson, the guy I saw last night. Of course. Yep, a guy. Who didn't know? Who didn't guess that? <laughs> uh, I, we, I've talked about him for the last three years right. on all these podcasts, and he's got the offers from IU South Bend and Trinity Christian. I know a handful of other schools are talking to him in that range, the NAI range, and just a guy that I feel like needs to get, I don't know, more attention, but more love and off the offer department uh, just because of how hard he plays every night. I played hard again last night against Hammond Central and didn't back down from any of those guys. And I'll talk about that probably more later. But uh, right. yeah, Travis Grayson's my guy. What's what's the catch on why he's not getting? I mean, more NA, I mean, even more NAI offers. He's just got the IU South Bend, the Trinity Christian. Right, right. And and I can't. I don't. I don't know if it's the size that that's what's catching guys, catching coaches. It's got to be the size, and then that and maybe transfer portal stuff. I don't know if they're waiting for better options from that, but size is the, the, the thing I've heard the most. Uh, his shooting has come along. He hit a three last night, I believe. Uh, if I remember, 
I can look back, but uh, yeah, he hit one last night. That I mean, it's got to be just the size. Yeah, he's got everything else. I mean, I'm you know I'm looking for obviously as I hope Carmel gets to the regional. I'm looking forward to it being Chesterton just because I want to watch that game. You know. Yep. Uh, and whoever wins that regional, the Carmel or the Logansport regional, I'll probably go up there because I'll, it's another chance to see Chesterton during the semi-state. So um, and, unless something breaks with one of my the kids I coach, but yeah, that's the, that's the plan. So um, I'm going to kind of go off script here all of a sudden. Um, I'm going to name three guys from Southern Indiana, Brandon Northern, Matt Wagner, and Nick Kleiber. And, Northern started out what with two or one Division one offer. Yeah, and his recruiting has backed off some. He's having a hell of a year, and I'm not sure what's going on there. If there's, you know, if it's, I mean, he shoots the ball well. If there's, if there's a size issue, I, I don't think he's. I mean, he's not like he. I mean, he's definitely bigger than Grayson. I don't know. You know, I look at the kind of year he's having. I know Silver Creek is not having that great of a year certainly not the kind of years they've been used to having those last three or four but but he's been a kid that was part of that mix since his freshman year and he's you know he is um he's, i don't the way he played in june i was convinced that he was definitely you know a low d1 guard for sure or a low d1 guard probably and definitely a division two kid but and even then, I think he's upped his scoring, and I don't. I think he's still been pretty efficient this year. I'd have to really look at look it up. I mean, I don't think he's out there um, throwing up bad shooting numbers. But you know, the, the times I've seen him play with talent, he's been the, you know the quintessential point guard. So uh, Matt Wagner out of Evansville, Bossy. He's kind of a pass first, pass second, pass third guy. I think there's probably some schools that are waiting to see him be a little more aggressive on the offensive end as far as scoring. I, I you know, I don't again, I don't know what kind of year he's having statistically, but when I watched him play, he was um, almost over involving his teammates, if that's a thing. I mean, he's he could he um and maybe his shot needs to get better quicker, but he is, um, he's, he's brilliant as far as his passing and all that. Um, and then the other one is Nick Claver, who I know has been injured. Um, and he played last night against Evansville rights. I was down there for that game, just a strong physical kid. And, and when you watch how hard he plays, you realize, well, maybe that's why he gets hurt. <laughs> He throws his body everywhere, and he's a lot like Grayson in that regard. They're both bulldogs on the court. He's a he's a willing defender, and he's a good defender. I think there's a level where it gets too quick for him, but you know that's going to be a kid now that he's healthy. Hopefully, he stays healthy. He would be in a position where he can start getting some attention. I definitely think Crossroads League School should be in on him, and um, and and right now we don't have any offers for him or Matt Wagner, do we? No. And really the northern one, the Alabama AM offer that came early is probably now just down to Colby, right? Yeah, I'm not sure, I would assume. Yeah. So I mean, I guess we could talk about Leela Walker, but 
you know, he's got what just a baker's dozens of offers. So I think yeah. he's going to be okay. <laughs> I think he's good. <laughs> going to be okay. All right. All right. Shooting guards. Who you got? I got Aiden Lambert, Fort Wayne Snyder. Uh, again, a guy not getting any kind of love from anybody. Two offers, the make them offer, and then Concordia from Michigan. Um, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I've talked to Coach Roush a couple times, and he doesn't get it either. Aiden's a good kid, good grades, plays hard, I don't, and he can score it. We know that. Um, defensively, he's tough, too. I've seen him guard some some of the other teams, better def, better offensive players, and he's done a nice job with that. So I'm not sure what's going on with Aiden either. That's too bad because he's a really good kid and a really good athlete, really good basketball player. Back to Grayson, he's a, he's he takes AP classes at Chesterton. I'm just starting to get some kind. I threw out a text and just getting some confirmation. You know, because you, I, I think we wonder a lot of times if if kids that we really like aren't getting recruited, <laughs> that maybe there's an academic issue. Right. So I mean, we try to dance around it, and because I know sometimes kids are a little bit embarrassed about their grades if they're bad, but I mean, if, but at the same time, you know, I've always encouraged my guys don't always be honest about your grades because what you don't want to do is be, you know, kind of fudge a little bit on what your grades are. And then the, the college coaches find out that they're, that they're bad, you know, that they're not as right. good, but right. now that doesn't necessarily mean it's fodder for, you know, podcast content, but at the same time, you know, here we are on the back end of trying to confirm yeah, he comes across and he's, he's got AP classes. GPA is really good. And, you know, I don't just kind of dumbfounded by why he's not getting more offers. Why, why the guys, you know, Brandon Northern's not getting more offers. Claybor, the situation makes sense. He's been hurt. He was hurt in summer. He was hurt during the school year. And the, the Wagner situation too is, is another one. And, and, you know, in your case with Lambert, he does have some offers. But not not a lot, right? It's just two. Just the right? two, yeah. 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 I apologize. I was reading my text message from about Grayson while you were while you were talking about your guy. So, uh, you know, Johnny Summers or Johnny Summers, however that's pronounced, the way Nick pronounces it is different from the way I have it spelled. <laughs> so maybe I'm missing a letter. Maybe I, it could be Johanny Summers. A, again, a kid that has no offers right now. And that's a guy that when I watched Harrison earlier this year, he, the ball does kind of stick with him sometimes, but they run a very, they run a, they run a system where he gets a lot of isolations. So that's, that's to be expected, especially at that age, that when you're not in an isolation situation, that sometimes you do hang on to it a little bit too much, but, but trying to figure out why he doesn't have any offers or at least any reported offers, uh, six foot five, pretty athletic, um, I think he handles it well. He's not, he's more of a secondary ball handler at the college level. And I've got him tabbed as like a low major prospect, definitely a division two prospect. Um, and, but right now the offers aren't coming. I mean, Julian Norris recently, what committed to Moorhead state. I've gone back and forth at times on, on those two kids who I think is a little bit better. Norris is stronger and probably that could be more appealing, but I've also thought that Summers was a better shooter. So, um, 
And then I'll, t- I'll pull a Northern Indiana kid that I know we both like and um, Caden Vasco from yep. Crown Point or yep. from, well, he's mm-hmm. a Bosco. He was at Lowell. Now he does have, he's got two division two offers. He's got the offer from army. We talked about with, with Ruggles from Danville. What a, a great path going to services, the military academies can be from a professional career or from a professional standpoint. Uh, but it's not for everybody, you know, and I'm, I'll be curious to see if he stays at Bosco. Do you think he'll stay at Bosco and do a do a uh, prep school, a fifth year? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not have sure about that. I have not heard anything about that. No, but I, it wouldn't be. It would make sense. I, I think if he did that, there's a few I of those. Can, a few of those I think, guys I feel like would would benefit from staying there again after. Yeah, and I'm the the fifth the fifth year thing is makes a lot of sense. Yeah, just in general, not not necessarily specifically about Bosco. Uh, right. But Bosco gets beat by Cathedral. Are we surprised by that this week? Uh, I think I think we probably should be, right? I mean. <laughs> no, I'm not. No? <laughs> no. I mean, that's the point of the Bosco kids going there to, is to is to be uh, basically an all-star team, right, and, and to get themselves better. Yeah, so, and I think all-star team is, you know, is a little loose, but. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we both saw their workouts. They're they do a good job. Of they it. are really good. Yeah. They do right, a very nice job. And Lowell has been awful this year. <laughs> you know, they yeah. lose Manus obviously graduates and moves on to that place in state. And then Vasco Vasco leaves. They've just been bad. And I've coached at a school where we've been bad. So I know what that's like. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you just, in our case, we had a lot of young kids that we were forced to play and, you know, that's, that's that, but, you know, Lowell sometimes doesn't have a lot of great talent roll through there, so they gotta they gotta cling to it. It's obviously a good football school. Um, I say obviously, it, it is a good football school. If you, people don't know that, um, they definitely are. But you know, I guess if you're a Lowell basketball wise and you see what the kids around you, how many of them take basketball seriously, maybe you want a different environment in that regard. I guess it make I mean it, it makes sense yeah. to seek something out. You know, you'd like to see them figure out a way to stay at an IHSA school, but that's, again, that's bias. You know, I, it's not like they do a bad job up there, um, but, you know, they have good facilities, but no, I mean, I'm not surprised they lost to Cathedral. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, when La, when La Lumera has played, I remember when La Lumera would play Bloomington South, they would, those games would always be tight. And I think South beat them once. Um, it's, there's still a difference when you, come up and you you build that chemistry right through through the years together Definitely. um you know now maybe they get to a point where they do that you know they they play teams that have more cohesive systems and that's not it's not a knock on bosco or how they do things i mean all those kids there are there for one reason it's because they're to get to get scholarships not everybody that plays high school basketball thinks they're going to end up getting a scholarship Right. Or, or maybe a, or a basketball scholarship. They think maybe other sports, you know, there's going to be a couple kids, you know, a cathedral that, that play football in college, you know, and they're playing basketball because they love it, you know, and they're not out there. They're, they're fit. Those guys like that fit in a little bit better. Uh, but, but, you know, I'm not surprised at all that cathedral beat them. I'm um, cathedral's really damn good. So while we're talking about Bosco, we could add Britt Harris to that conversation too, from, yeah, for the point guards. For the yeah. guards, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we could add a lot of guys. <laughs> I guess I, I cheated by going instead of listing a southern and a central. I went with two or three three southern Indiana kids, but but at the same time, um, kind of felt they were all even. But yeah, Britt Harris was definitely one. So uh, let's see, what did I do? I did yeah, I did Johanny Summers. I did Caden Vasco. Okay, so small forwards, who you got? Uh, I'm gonna go. My guy, Richard Brooks at Marion, Mishawaka Marion. I mean, we're hitting a lot of the same beats, right? Yep, yep. Playing a lot of these guys back here today for sure. Uh, but but at the same time, it's because they need the attention, I feel like, and aren't yeah, getting. Yeah, agree. So, uh, yeah, Richard Brooks. I, I've had some high school coaches that I'm familiar with have said yeah, they're surprised D2s aren't getting involved in him a little bit Absolutely. more just because of how he shoots it. Yep. He's shooting the ball really well this year. That was his one. So last year when I saw him play at Lawrence central in February, maybe maybe it was January. He was shooting the ball well, but it was a slow release. Now he's releases just fine. I mean, it's quick right. enough. Um, right. And I can imagine it's only going to get quicker. So yeah, I've got him definitely at the division two level. I, I still think if I'm a, you know, if I'm a low D if I'm a low D one and I think he can play the three, then I might be interested in that. You know, that's a lot of times those threes are really just quicker guards. You know, I keep thinking of the Ohio, you know, the OBC, um, what, what that league is like. I don't know why I always dip down there. Those, a lot of those times those guys play three small guards and they're just always so quick. But um, Brooks would be outstanding at, a, I think, at a Division two level. I think he would be a definite no-brainer in the GLVC, so – he can handle the ball a little bit too. So, I mean, mm -hmm. he's not just a shooter. No, his game has really, has really evolved. I've, I yeah. liked him. I know they struggled against Westfield, especially in the second half, but I thought he was, he was specifically good. And I can't remember what other game I saw them play this year. Hold on a second. I want to go back there and find out real quick. This is what getting old. This is what getting old is all about kids. That's right. It's the, it's the forgetting things. You used to be able to just rattle off. Let's see. Who did I see them play? I saw them play Westfield. Uh, gosh, maybe it was just the one game. Yeah, I think last year they were down there a couple times, right? <clears throat> yeah, I saw. Well, I saw them at LC, and then the second time I was going to see them, it something got screwed up because of the snow, and it put two games together. Yeah, I've just seen the one game. Did they play Cathedral this year? They did. Yeah, they, they, that they was got, that weeknight. That weeknight game we talked about was weird. Yeah, they got pretty thumped pretty good that game. Yeah. In the Westfield game, it was tight till about the three minute mark of the third quarter. And then they just, they started having issues with, I mean, obviously with Braden, but with Romack and, and Hafner started getting going. So, um, yeah, shooting guard shoot. I could have also said Cam Hafner, but he's got the Eastern, he's got the Eastern Illinois offer. That's recent. Um, uh, Chandler Jackson from Warren central. Wasn't starting this week. I'm not sure what that's all about. I saw them play earlier in the week. He didn't start. And I don't know what's going on there. It's, it's, um, I've always liked his game. I've always thought he was amid all the quickness and all the, you know, and all the flying around they do defensively. And, but all, I mean, I guess I wanted to stick with the offensive point of all the quickness they've gotten guys that get downhill and some of the size they've had lately. Chandler's always been that outside cover guy. He's always been the guy that could, 
space the floor and, and, and shoot. Obviously, Malik Stanley could shoot. And then they had Sean Black, too, those two guys together in a backcourt. Um, you know, Jackson was always a really good fourth option on, on good high school teams. And then I would have viewed him as a second option this year. Earlier in the year, he was. He was playing well. Not sure why he didn't start this game. Um, but he's 6'5", and I've, his handle has improved. His defense has improved. I've always thought he was a solid defender. So this, this past summer, he was an excellent defender. And so I'm just sort of not really sure why his recruiting isn't at least gotten a little bit of traction. But And then the other one I would go with, uh, let's see. Probably just go with Rasheed Jones at Tech. You know, that's a guy that got two Division One offers early and hasn't had anything recently. And he is such a tremendous shooter. And really has gotten better off the dribble. I mean, he's and I mean efficient. He's not out there. The ball doesn't stick with him. He drives closeouts well. He's a good enough athlete that he can that he should have a pretty good, uh, pretty good mid-range game. And he should be able to finish at the rim, too. I, I still look at him as a, a D2 or a low D1 guy. And I think that's where his offers were. His first two offers were kind of in that low D1 range, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you have New Orleans? Did we mention that? Don't you yeah, know? New Orleans, Winthrop. Yeah. Were his two early offers. I don't think either one of them are current. You know, I don't know that for a fact, but. Right. Because, I mean, there's some reporting that can't be quoted too tightly in that scenario but you know I, i'm i'm confused as to why he doesn't have more offers because i think he's he's the he's the one guy that the way he plays there at tech is translates because he's just a knockdown shooter and yep. is extremely good without the basketball so power forwards uh yeah sticking with mishawaka marion kaleo kakalea is yep is the high energy guy you would love to have on your team. He's got the three D three offers from uh, Adrian Albion and Trine. I think that's a great spot for him is that, that level. He can do a lot of damage there. Um, he shoots it, gets the green light for sure. We've talked a little bit about that this year um, that we didn't in the past, but, but yeah, Kaleo has, has established himself as a, a high energy hustle type of d3 player i feel like another kid that throws his body around like it's a rag definitely dog. definitely reckless Jeez. abandon yeah i got another i got one more two i'll we'll stick with the crown point uh don bosco area uh gabe gillespie yeah uh, really liked him when when we were we were over there uh i know he's had a good season a good last couple weeks here too for them uh great body on him he's gotten a lot better He's not just a post anymore. He can shoot it from outside, and right. his game's really improved. Yeah, that's that's one kid that I think is – you know, look, high school coaches have it rough. They 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 don't get the – I mean, <laughs> they don't get to recruit their teams. We can joke about some certain situations, but the, the reality of it is they, they typically have to play the, you know, the hand that they're dealt. And a lot of times you've got kids that – are put into positions during the school season out of need. And I think Gillespie, the Andrean was one of those guys. Yeah. And I think it's, it's one thing when you do that, it's another thing when the development doesn't expand and their kids are kind of stuck in that position. Now, I don't know. 
you know, I don't know if that was I'm not trying to put it, put anything on the former Andrean coach. Cause I don't know what their practices are like. I don't know what Gillespie's work ethic was like when he was there. He's clearly put in a ton of work since he's left there because his game has completely transformed. He was, that was noticeable in the fall. And I, I didn't, you, you tell me he's having a good year and that's, it's good to see. It's nice to see that translate into games. So uh, you know, three Indianapolis area kids, Matt Spears, Aaron Humphrey, and and Antonio Lizenby. Obviously, Spears and Lizenby both are tech guys. Here we are naming three guys off tech that think should get should be getting more attention recruiting wise. I know Spears had the had the early offer from Tulane. I, I don't think that's current. He's he definitely has the offer from IU South Bend. I see him, look, he's 6'8". He's 6'8". He's long. He shoots the ball well. It's a slow release. He, he can drive closeouts. He can post up a little bit, and there's times where he's really active on the offensive glass, and I'll tell you why he's not on the offensive glass more here in a minute. But, yeah, Spears is a kid that I think you give him another year of development, you put him in a situation where he's 6'8 and skilled, and I, he'll probably, you know, probably never be a banger in college, but I, I think he would be a kid that can definitely guard multiple positions and, and a guy who can definitely shoot it and stretch the floor and, and, and certainly at times drive and finish, but, but he definitely can make athletic plays at the rim. The reason why he doesn't get a lot of offensive rebounds is because Lizenby just gets them all. Uh, Lizenby is in the past. I had questioned his motor when he was younger. You wanted to pass it off as a function of youth, and, and that, luckily that's been the case because the kid works his butt off now. He's, he, battles on, he battles on the boards on both ends. His scoring is a little attached to the rim. There's no question about it. He doesn't, you know, there's not much. He doesn't, hasn't shown much away from the paint offensively other than just, you know, other than just finishing at the rim and, and you know, driving from mid-range catches, being a pest on the offensive glass. And, and he will carve out position and, and post up. But, I, you know, Division two level, I don't know how much of a focus that would be in his game. But he would – if he could be in a league where he could be a motor guy at the four spot with a, with a skilled five, he would be ideal in that environment. And Humphrey at Tenley is a kid that – he had a good summer. He had some D1s looking at him. Nothing, nothing followed through just yet. And his recruiting what? Two NAI schools. Wait, Defiance is what? Division three? Yeah. Um, his game has tr been transforming or has been progressing out to the perimeter more and more. There's There are some times where he gets a little loose with the ball, maybe trying to do a little bit too much. He's not an isolation guy. Um, but there's times where he gets put in that position, Not, and sometimes the ball just kind of stick with him, but when he's open, he gets a catch and shoot. His shot looks good. I mean, a lot of that stuff you can just clean up. And he's a good athlete, 6'5", strong kid, 6'6", I should say, strong kid. And defensively, when he's locked in, he can guard He can guard both bigs. And I, I think he would be, again, looking at the D2 level for him. But I would also like to see some of these Crossroads League schools get involved with him. So. Yeah, for sure. Centers? uh centers is kind of thin up here around me uh, it's thin i mean it's always yeah, thin. yeah that's true uh jack mahoney at bosco we've talked a lot about bosco right uh 
he he's another kind of he's another kid I think has benefited from going to Bosco and, and the improvement I saw from from his junior year at Lake Central to now this year at at Bosco uh, t- a lot more active thinned out a little bit more runs the floor a little more uh, good feet good hands in the post uh, just just from what I've seen of him he he's improved quite a bit. Yeah, his body, that wasn't the first thing that was noticeable when I was there was how his body had changed. Yep, yep. And again, that was October. I don't know how how easy that is to do in season, but that's going to be a kid that, you know, and again, what level is he? You know, Division two, really competitive NAI. I don't know. I mean, he's he's been a kid that has a decent shot too. Right. I think if he was more athletic, he would be, he would be getting some, you know, more D1 looks. Um, but yeah, really loved his energy that that workout we went to and you know his fight i mean he was the one scrapping with the older kids like literally he was he was knocking them around so yep and then babuziak's there obviously we we right. neither one of us got a chance to see him in action that that night uh i mean really that, this is just a couple bo- days. this is just like a bosco prep and tech yeah. segment that's what we're doing right now <laughs> really After, didn't plan it that way but here we are yeah I mean, I don't know how Landon did against Cathedral the other night. That'd be interesting to see see that uh, video. But yeah, Babuziak, he's somebody I wouldn't be surprised if he hung around another year. Also, yeah, and he has battled some injuries. We're we're still in the COVID. We're still in the deal where the, the COVID really screwed up some of these things for some of these twenty twenty two kids. These borderline guys are guys that really had no favors done for them yeah and i you know hopefully this summer and spring that the 2023s can dig themselves out of it the ncaa did an act add an extra weekend in june or july that was great i would love to see them do that more just two in april two in, i would like to see them do two in april two in may two in june two in july have the two june ones be school events only uh, like like they were doing it this year that would be outstanding but but yeah babuziak would be one of those borderline guys that definitely lost an entire summer two summers ago to COVID and, and lost last summer to injury. So I'm going to go with Sam King from Columbus North. We don't have any reported offers from him. I'm sure that's inaccurate, <laughs> but the, the kid is it's physical. He's a smart kid. He's got decent skill. I think he can end up being a stretch five at a, like at an NAI level. I know I've sat with some NAI coaches at a, at a Columbus North game that that before the game were questioning him. They thought maybe he was a little too slow, but then he went out and had a really good, a really great game. Uh, he can he can be involved in your uh, your perimeter game as far as like handoffs and ball screens. Not really a rim run guy, but he is a, you know he can post and seal, but he could also be a pick and pop guy too. So, and if he doesn't get that catch. Or if he doesn't get that clean look, then he can, like I said, you know, dribble handoff and, and flow right into the you know the other part of your offense. So Sam King would be a guy there that I think is being a little under recruited. Um, and then I like Ethan Oakley a lot of the same reasons. Down at North Harrison, I like him for a lot of the same reasons I like Sam King. He's a high IQ kid. He's physical. He's got a big body. You can play him. You can play him on the perimeter and, and run offense through him. He's a very good passer with great vision. And I, both those guys, I'm Cove, or Oakley's a little bit of a better passer than, than King. King really is more of a, a ball mover. 
he is, but you can do the dribble handoff stuff with him and he's going to be effective and not, not worry about losing the ball. Oakley's just flat out a great passer and liked watching him play in the summer. Saw their game or one of their games earlier this year against Pekin. Of course, Pekin's got a 6'10 kids. So that was a nice battle between those two guys, but I uh, really, really enjoyed, um, really enjoyed watching Ethan play. And I think more schools, especially at the NAI level should be getting involved with him. So best game. Uh, my best game is going to be Friday night's game. Uh, Columbia city versus West noble. It was originally supposed to be Columbia city hosting Leo. They got flip flopped with Saturday night because of uh, West noble girls being in the regionals. So they flip flopped that so that the West noble fans could go to watch the girls play Saturday. Anyway, uh, so I got to see Austin Kripe for West Noble junior guard play against Columbia city's very own junior guard, Andrew Hedrick Hedrick. Uh, what a battle that was. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, but, but my best game was that Friday night game. Shouse, Matt Shouse is an excellent coach. Love him. I've known him for a while now. Uh, had his guys ready. Had them ready last night, obviously, too, because they turned around and beat Leo that, that last night. So, so uh, Columbia City West Noble is my best game. You know, my best game probably Carmel versus Lawrence North. I'm, I'm taking a quick look at what the other games I went to this week. Again, getting old. Uh, Carmel versus Lawrence North. Carmel got off to a, a really good start and really, I mean, they, they controlled most of the game. They did a great job in the first half on CJ Gunn. They held him to no shots in the first quarter. I think they held him to three points or four points in the first half. Meanwhile, Suter was Pete Suter was going off uh, the, the entire first <laughs> half. And then, then Gunn, Gun lit it up in the second half, and it was he was impressive. Uh, he was he was definitely you definitely could see what you know I usually you know what I use going to get. He elevates extremely well into his shot. He's super athletic. That helps, and is a, and is a good shooter. He's going to be he's going to have a great chance if he's if he goes in there with an aggressive attitude at Indiana. Uh, he's going to he's going to have a really good career down there. Um, I think that Lawrence North did climb back into the game, but it was never really too much contested. I mean, look, when you're coaching, you got a different point of view in the moment than you do when you're sitting on the sidelines or, you know, or sitting at a media table. It's one of those things where Ellen never really had the ball in a position to get too deep, but they did, they did carve that lead back down to, to what it ended up being a seven and their, you know, their pressure and, and a couple of missed ends, the front front end of one on ones for Carmel gave had some empty possessions for them, and and really they had started carving the lead back. It wasn't one of those last minute things where they were were there were just a ton of turnovers. It was definitely, I mean that game had worked its way back into like a more workable twelve to fourteen point deficit, um, you know, and, and then Lawrence North started to chip away at it in the, in the fourth quarter. But, but Carmel held on because they've just got a lot of guys who can finish. And when they started to attack the back end of the pressure, uh, they they basically sealed the game. So And then they also did shoot the ball from the feet of the line much better late in the fourth quarter. So 
Um, that game would have been an interesting game if there had been a shot clock, but uh, it's not like Carmel held the ball, but it would have been interesting to see Ellen's strategy, especially as they got that game to about nine points, see what their strategy would have been defensively. Because honestly, I think once Carmel started, once Carmel figured out the press, they were getting to the rim or, or just getting fouled every time. And the game kept going back and forth between nine and 11, nine and 11, nine and 11. So ended up being a seven point game. So that was probably my best game of the week. Your best team. Best team's going to be Chesterton. Uh, said it before, said it again, and said it now, I guess. I don't know what, what they, what's going on over there, but they're, Man, Coach Urban has got, they got them a lot rolling. of options, man. They've got Coach, Coach Urban has them rolling. They're just they're, they they play do nine have a lot dudes of who can play. That's exactly that's what's going on there. They got nine dudes who can play, and they they probably got a couple that if they were at a you know a different school would be getting putting up more numbers. Oh, for you know, sure. Better, but Carmel's the same way. That's great. And there's probably a couple other schools that have been Davis is the same way this year. Um, they just got a lot of dudes, and yep. Chesterton's. You know, Urban's doing a great job with them. Chesterton, and they got the point guard. They got your, they got your guy, Grayson. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to. I just, I hope they get through the, the regional just for no other reason, just because I want to watch them play one more time. <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to have time to get back up there. So otherwise, so. My best team of the week. I'm going with Brownsburg. At least their performance against Noblesville. Really impressed with. The the shooting. Hold on, I'm getting text messages. Um, <laughs> turn off my volume here. Really improve. Really impressed with the shooting that they're getting from you know Thompson kid, who's a sophomore, who's actually evidently a brilliant soccer player. Uh, Cannon Catchings, who's a six six sophomore. Uh, Elijah Diallo, who's a junior, and then Sean Tupolo. Tup- Tupa Ola, Tupa Ulo, T U, P O U L A, Tupa Ula. There we go. Sorry. If if it, this kid's making a run at the Indiana All Star team in a class that doesn't have a lot of size, especially with you know guys like Babuziak going to Bosco, in a class that doesn't have a lot of size, Sean is. I'm just gonna say Sean. Sean does what most big guys should do not to say that you can't branch out and and be a face-up guy or a a guy that can hit from the three-point line, but he, he rim runs and he seals at the rim and he, he offensively rebounds at the rim. He's an offensive rebounding presence. There were a couple lobs thrown his way. He had, he had a tip dunk. I mean, he is pretty limited beyond the paint. They don't do anything with him outside the paint. I mean, they do run. They run a a basically Butler flow. So there's a lot of ball screen action in there. And there's a lot of lifting in behind the ball screen. There's a lot of hitting the back action pass, looking for post feeds, things like that. And he's good around the basket. So he's involved in the perimeter stuff to the point of, of ball screening. But everything else is right at the rim. And that's where he's effective. Uh, He's Brownsburg beat Carmel. He was, he had a really good game against Carmel. Uh, when when catchings and Diallo didn't, he had a good game. He's had a great year all year. He's putting up numbers. I think he's going to be, he should be an Indiana All-Star. We didn't name him last week or when we did the All-Star thing. And I immediately got a couple 
messages about him. And earlier in the year when I saw him play, he was good. He's gotten a lot better since then, a lot better. But I think he's at the point now where he's, I mean, again, it's it's a class that doesn't have a lot of size. He should probably be an Indiana All-Star. Um, so that's that's my that's my best player. Or that's my best team. Sorry. Yeah, geez. <laughs> that won't be my best player, but that's my best team. <laughs> Who's your best player? Sorry, I got sidetracked. Dag on it. I'm going back to Columbia City's Andrew Hedrick, junior guard. Uh, he's probably six two, six three, point guard. Handled this pressure so well. Made some big shots, hit a bunch of free throws down the stretch, uh, rebounded well, great floor general, plays hard. Um, D3 for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if NAIs got involved, or they probably should actually uh, be a great crossroads player uh, just because of his the way he plays, how hard he plays. Um, can, can run the floor really well and just – just makes the right he's a smart player smart really smart player andrew hedrick point guard columbia city mine's pete Suter. this is the kind of game he should be having often this is he had 33 against lawrence north it was late in the second quarter before lawrence north outscored him <laughs> i know there was one tweet i sent I, I maybe i'm wrong maybe it was the third quarter he was ahead 23 to 22 at one point he had 23 ellen had 22 and that may have been at halftime, so that he may have outscored LN in the first half. I can't remember if LN had 24, 22 points in the first half. But And as impressive as CJ Gunn was in the second half, I mean, Suter was like that the whole game. I mean, I know he, he, he had 10 in the second half, so it wasn't like he went out and put in back-to-back 23-point halves. But but that's the kind of aggressive attitude he's he's needed to have. And in the first half, much of that was – in the half court, much of that was or creating offensive opportunities with defense. He's always been a reliable defender. He's always been a good defender. He, I mean, he started his freshman year. As a freshman, they would put him on the other team's best player at times. Always very active. There have been times where offensively he has been deferential is probably the best word because it's not like he's not out there making plays. You know, because he's always been a good secondary. Well, at least since his sophomore year, he's been a second, a, a good secondary playmaker. And he's evolved at Carmel to be a primary playmaker. But I think at the college level, at, you know, at Bellarmine, he will be a good secondary playmaker at the Division One level. You know, there was one point where Coach Kiefer from Lawrence North was screaming, he's not going to pass it, he's not going to pass it. And it's like, first of all, you've never <laughs> seen him play. It's probably why he had, it's probably why he outscored you in the first half. He is, he's a hell of a passer, but in that game, he didn't need to pass because there wasn't a whole lot of resistance. I mean, Pete was, Pete was really impressive. And that's the kind of game he's got to have more of. And I'm not saying he has to go out and put 33 up, but there's times where he has to have the disposition and he was, he was doing it. um, He was doing it more against Westfield. And let me see. I can't remember the other game. Dang on it. What was the other game I saw? Um, oh, the Ben, the Ben Davis game is the game I'm thinking, not Westfield, the Ben Davis game. He started getting to the point where I have to score. I have to get, I have to get a shot off. And, and by doing that, I mean, get in the paint, get a basket. And 
against Lawrence North, he just was all attack. He attacked nonstop. And he just was, that's the kind of game he's got to have. He's got to be a downhill guy. And when he is, he's effective. And I didn't see the Hampton Southeastern game. I didn't see the Fort Wayne Carroll game, but they won both games by 30, eh, 29, 30 points against HSE, 29 against Carroll. I got to imagine he's sort of set the tone on that. And if that's going to be the kind of kid he is the rest of the way out, now we're getting to a point where, you know, you're going to have to stop him and then worry about the other guys versus, Pete trying to get everybody else involved. So that's that's a good Pete suitor to watch. So all right, Zach, get your reads ready. No, yeah. wait, no, promising prospect. Oh, shoot. Do you have, do you um, have one? I do. Me, okay. Then we'll do uh, our reads. Let me oh, I didn't write anything down for this one. All right, you think me, about it while I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fault. We got to do these every week. Cannon catchings from Brownsburg, six six sophomore. Uh, against Noblesville, didn't shoot the ball well in the first half. He's had some good games. He's had a couple of stinkers, but he's in the second half. He hit three threes, very smooth, very quick release. You can see the shot there. The, I mean, the shot is definitely there. And he's he's super athletic. He had a couple of nice athletic blocks this week, or against Noblesville, he pinned one on the glass uh, that Noblesville definitely felt was goaltending. I don't I had a bad angle for that, but. Uh, came out of nowhere for a not not a chase down block, but but kind of from a side off to the side block. Um, you know, he and um, Tupaola are both you know defensive presence around the basket, and you know Tupaola is going to make you think. You know, it has that size you got to get through, but then all of a sudden here comes catchings. You know, they, it it starts to figure out that this this is why Brownsburg's having the year they're having. Um, but, but catchings was really impressive. I think he's going to end up being, being kind of a primary scorer there for Brownsburg the next couple of years. I think next year he and Diallo will both, both have big, uh, big usage numbers because, uh, Tupuolo will graduate. They won't have the inside presence that they've had this, this year, but, um, the catchings was, yeah, he was, he was impressive. And that's, I'm looking forward to seeing him develop. That's Tamika catchings nephew, by the way, if, you didn't, if you just recognized the name and, and wondered. So you got one. You don't have to have one. Yeah, I got two. I'm going nice. right right back to the Chesterton Trojans. Sophomores, Tyler Parrish, Justin Sims. Justin Sims, they're big guy, 6'6", six, six, long. Uh, really the best game I've seen him play. High school game, not AAU. Uh, last night had 18-6. Most of the most that in the second half. Because yeah. you didn't list him in the first half as right, right. He turned it up in the second half for sure for them. Uh, cleaned up a lot of glass and got some nice putbacks. Got to the free throw line, knocked down all of his free throws. So he's a good free throw shooter. Let's see a two, four, six, eight, eight, eight for eight from the free throw line. <clears throat> really good game for Sims last night. Tyler Parrish as well. Uh, his was mostly in the first half. He had knocked down some threes. Just gets to his spots, composed, good body on him. He's 6'2". He's strong. Uh, those are my two guys. Tyler Parrish, Justin Sims, Chesterton. Nice. All right, man, hit us three. Box Out Sports, the leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds. To highlight your team and student-athletes this season, you can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them, direct, get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review, especially a five-star rating. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter and Instagrams. Follow us on both platforms at Courtside IND. That's Courtside Indiana at Courtside IND. What games this week are you looking forward to seeing? Um, Tuesday night, I think I'm going to check out Mishawaka at Adams. I haven't seen Adams yet this year, and I need to. But the, the big game is probably Friday night as Valpo goes into Chesterton. Oh, yeah, that, that is a big <laughs> one. That'll be a good one. Yeah, that's um, yeah, shoot, dang on it. I'm busy Friday night. I got well, two of the guys I coach play each other, so that's where I'll be. Um, upcoming games this week, I don't know. There's not, I mean, Carmel Warren, but that's Friday night, and I'll be watching Greenfield and Newcastle. Um, North Central plays Fishers Tuesday night. That's going to be a good one. North Central's 15 and five. Fishers is 18 and two. They're probably going to go into that sectional with the best record, right? What's Zionsville's record? Zionsville's 12 and five, uh, but they're, they're getting back, finally getting healthy. North Central at Fishers on Tuesday night will be a good one. There was one other game I saw that I need to, I need to write these down. Northeastern versus Connorsville Tuesday night. That would be a good one if you're in that part of the state. Um, dang, oh, Cathedral Zionsville. That's what it was. Cathedral Zionsville Tuesday night. That's, um, you know, again, two teams that I think we both, we both feel can compete for a state championship. So, and North Central Fishers too. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of good games coming up Tuesday night. And see if there's one on Thursday. I thought there was one on Thursday. Oh, that's January. Got Argus at Triton on Thursday up here. I might go. Wait, you know what? I'm looking the wrong damn week. Jeez. You are getting old. No wonder I couldn't find that. No wonder I couldn't find that game. What game was I looking (laughs) at? Disregard. We're not even going to edit it out. We're just going to let me, people think I'm just an idiot. Uh, Gary, 21st century comes down to Ben Davis on Tuesday. Wow. That'll be a good one. Where's the game at Tuesday night that I was going to? Daggone it. Oh, Lawrence North at Fishers. There we go. Lawrence North at Fishers. Uh, that that's going to be that's that's going to be a hell of a contest. So, and then Wednesday night, let's see, was that Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday, I think there's a game on Thursday too that I thought was going to be good. No, no, not at all. All right, that's it. Well, Zach, appreciate it as always. Yeah, definitely. And then you're looking forward to more girls indoor soccer. Yep. Those that listen every week, we appreciate it. And those that are listening for the first time, hopefully you like it. Come back and hit the subscribe button and get it. Get this podcast delivered straight to your phone. Zach, my man, have a good week. Thanks. You too.